how's it going, eh? I'm Lee McCormick. Welcome to Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast, episode 139, Lucky Town Album Review, Part 2. Thanks, as always, for listening and downloading the show from the website TrampsLikeUsPod.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you found it. Stay in touch with us at our Facebook group page, Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast. I hope you checked out the previous three episodes in our series focusing on Springsteen's ninth and 10th albums. Both of them were released back in 92 on the same day, Human Touch and Lucky Town. We did two episodes on Human Touch. Last episode was side one of Lucky Town. This episode is going to be side two, concluding our series. Thanks for sticking with us. Singer, songwriter, and friend David Newbold is here for a track-by-track track on the remaining five songs on side two of Lucky Town. Before we get started, let's check out a live version of Souls of the Departed. This is from Bruce and not the E Street Band. This is from Dublin, Ireland, May 20, 1993. On the road to Basra stood young Lieutenant Jimmy Black. Detailed to go through the clothes of the soldiers who died. At night in dreams he sees their souls rise. Yeah, like dark peace into the Oklahoma skies Well, this is a prayer for the souls of the departed Those who've gone left their baby broken hearted This is a prayer for the souls of the departed Shot down a schoolyard by some of these cops and show. 
percentage of it that's you know it's a bit of a it's always a bit of a pipe dream and uh but i think if you can you know if you can kind of cut that stuff away a little bit you know which is kind of what i've tried to do in my music and realize like i said like oh i, I do this well but i'm really very i'm very bad over here i'm like i'm just taking baby steps in this part of my life you know i think it gets you closer to sort of uh, you know, feeling a certain sort of fullness in your life that you might, uh, that I, I always felt like I was missing. You know, I, I enjoyed my work and, and, and everything, but I felt like uh, when it came to kind of functioning in outside of it, I, I was always had a hard time. All right, so let's flip but, the record. Uh, let's go to side two. This opens with okay. uh, a song with Bruce and Gary. Uh, Bruce on vocals and guitar, Gary Malabar on drums, and Roy on some keyboard bass here. This is the Big Muddy. Billy Adam is just down on A and 12. She was a little something that he did for himself. His own little secret didn't hurt no From the afternoon he take away Wasted in a big murder Wasted in a big murder Start out standing but end up crawling I kind of like this song. The production's a little, a little <laughs> slick for, for the nature of the song and the nature of what the way he's playing, you know. But I, I do like that. Uh, that I like the chord he plays. It he plays it a lot in the Tom Joad album too. It, it's like a, with the open suspended kind of fourth string, so the chord is always kind of hovering between the one and the, and the four, and it makes it nice and dark, and, uh, and. Um, it, it, it's a cool song. It's interesting. I like this side quite a bit, actually, of the record. Um, I wish I could pull up the lyrics here, but I'll let you handle that one. 
but uh, I, there's like kind of a, a, a bit of a desperate element in this song, and it's kind of dark and and uh, you know swampy sounding, I guess. I mean, the waist deep in the big muddy. Um, yeah, the big muddy is cool. the, the big muddy is the nickname for the Mississippi River, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Seeger had a song called "Waist Deep in the Big Muddy." Obviously, right. must have been influenced. Um, by that Pete's song and there's also a line in the song poison snake bites you and you're poisoned too and apparently that phrase was uh, borrowed from uh, this novel Paris Trout by Pete Dexter in 88 that Bruce had read but oh, okay Mississippi Delta blues vibe feel on this kind of an mm. original sound but uh, I just don't like the drums it's like he's doing like a weird syncopated thing with the hi-hat and the cross stick and I oh, don't yeah. I don't know I just, I just don't uh, think it works I would have rather had like a like a slow shuffle or something like that, or maybe something on the toms. I don't know. It's just the drum part kind of sticks out to me. But, you know, I, I understand it's... It's like an song. 80s version of... It's like an 80s or 90s version of Sparse. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's still too much going on, you know? Yeah. There's some good slide guitar by Bruce on this. There's The solo was actually mm-hmm. uh, on, like, an acoustic, which is cool. And he's got some mm-hmm. electric slide going on in there as well. Uh, as far as the lyrics, I guess it's the, fra- the fragility of uh, human morality, how people can be persuaded to stray from the straight and narrow as life moves from uh, you know, adolescence to adulthood. There's that line where he's talking, uh, you and I were messier things. You know, we're messier things. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike the river flowing and the birds singing, like people are complicated, right? They have these things, these decisions that they've made that alter their lives right ain't no one leaving this world buddy without shirt tails dirty or hands a very a little bloody a little bloody yeah. yeah yeah this this type of lyric is is more bruce's bread and butter for sure like this the torment the turmoil the like trying to trying to trying to trying to trying to trying to be better and trying to work with your flaws and yeah, yeah, a little darker than the first side, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't mm-hmm. get any of this uh, on, the, on the side one. <laughs> <laughs> but it does feel a little unrealized still. This song, like, I feel like it could be better, but, uh, but, I, but I like it. I appreciate it. All right, um, moving on to the song that inspired the writing of the album. This is Bruce on vocals, guitar, bass, harmonica, Roy on keyboards, Gary Malabar drums, and tambourine shaker. Living proof. I like this song a lot, like on the record, and it's the same instrumentation as those first side songs, but somehow it just feels a little more urgent to me, you know. I, I like, 
the vocal performance is really strong. You know, he, he really believes it, or at least he sounds like he does. And um, it, it hits pretty hard, and it's a, it's a good one. And particularly, again, on the live plugged version, you know, where they're actually all playing it live, it hits even harder. But this is a cool one. The last song written during the Human Touch sessions, and it launched a three-week writing spree and the decision for a, a second album to release. Yeah. Uh, this is the longest song on the on the Lucky Town album, uh, 450. It's almost five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Lyrical themes of uh, committing to love, family, and uh, children being living proof of that commitment to love. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, no chorus on this song. Bruce doesn't do a lot of choruses, but <laughs> no chorus on this song. <laughs> Obviously written about the birth of his first son, Evan, becoming mm-hmm. a father and, and realizing that his outlook on life is changing, right? I like how the band comes in halfway through the first verse, right? It's not like at the first verse, it's not at the second verse, it's halfway through the first verse. Yes, I like yes. those little arrangement Twist. Yeah. yeah. You'd think it'd be a tender song, like based on the lyrics. Like I said, going in first, analyzing the lyrics and then listening to the music after. Just based on the lyrics, you would think it's like a slow piano ballad, but this is kind of a hard rocking. The kit starts mm-hmm. with that that bass drum kick, right? And then his vocal is, is very strong and he's belting it out kind of thing, right? Uh, powerful yeah. rock vocal supported by Gary's drum groove and, you know, a bunch of layered guitars on that. Interesting that there's a, as the song's fading out, that's when the harmonica comes in. There's like sparse harmonica just on the on the fade out, which is uh, kind of come, comes out of nowhere there. I always love when it, when things show up in the fade for the first time. Yeah. I always think that's so cool. <laughs> it just leaves you like, wow, then where to go? You know, what happened next? What are we missing <laughs> that we can't hear? <laughs> I like that stuff. Again, I relate. When he's singing about his new kids, that, that, that always feels heartfelt to me because it is such a fucking turnaround. It just, like, turns you over. I mean, it's just such a reinvention of who you are. Yeah. And, 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 like... You just, you got to you cherish it, but it's it's just such a uh, confusing, I guess, and and, uh, and and how grateful he is for it, and it, it's it's a cool song. I like it. Yeah, I like those final lines where he's talking about, uh, it's been a long drought, baby. Tonight the rain's pouring down on our roof, looking for a little bit of God's mercy. I found living proof. Yeah, so, strong. Yeah, 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 it's found. He's like, yeah, we've we've had the troubles and they're still coming, but uh, you know, I know we're how we're gonna get through it. You know, there's a diamond in this rough. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go so. on to the third song on side two of Lucky Town. This was uh, just the two of them again: Bruce on all the instruments, Gary on drums. This is a uh, book of dreams. I'm standing in the backyard listening to the party inside Tonight I'm drinking in the forgiveness this life provides The scars we carry remain but the pain slips away it seems Oh won't you baby be in my book of dreams I'm watching you through the window with your girlfriends from back home You're showing off your dress There's laughter and a toast 
from your daddy, the prettiest bride he's ever seen. Oh, won't you, baby, be in my book of This was another song covered by Dion, right? I talked about uh, If I Should Fall Behind. Dion also did a similar treatment to this where he did a kind of a doo-wop version. Reminded yeah, me check of, out these. Yeah, they're good. Reminded me of when uh, Manfred Mann covered two Springsteen songs off of the same album, <laughs> right? They did uh, they did Blinded by the Light and they did... Uh, did they do For You or is that Greg Kinn? Yeah, what was the... They did yeah, another, was did they, I think they did For You too. Did they? Greg. They did two uh, songs off Greetings, I think, yeah. yeah. I think it was for you. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. So here's Dion. Yeah. Dion must be a big fan of this record. He's covered two songs off it, right? So. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, once yeah. again, another second chance song. This guy's uh, starting a new life. They've had their troubles, but now they've decided to get married. They're at a wedding. There's a party, right? There's uh, they're dancing. The third verse. They're dancing in front of their community. They're saying that the ritual begins, right? But there's that line that t- talks about. Uh, there's a line in there that talks about like things haven't always been great. Uh, oh yeah, so there's the line: "The scars we carry remain, but the pain slips away." It seems, mm-hmm. right? So there's still like it's not a perfect life, but he's he's found the way to get out of it. This this, this marriage, this joining of the two, and he, he's pleading like, uh, "Won't you be in my book of dreams?" Right? You know, nice little keyboard solo by Bruce on this. Right? Bruce is playing all the keyboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Roy, and it's a cool little solo there, which uh, I was impressed with. And I like the last verse. There's a breakdown. You, f- you think like the song's over, and then the band comes back in for this little playout coda part, which uh, reminded me of the river uh, songs like "Wreck on the Highway" and "I Want to Marry You." I was reminded of that kind of vibe, right? This could almost be a, like a Nebraska song too, right? With different production, the lyrics are there. If it was just kind of a solo uh, Nebraska treatment, it would, it would, I think, it would fit on that record. I had that same, uh, in fact, my notes, I wrote that down, really rivery sounding song. I like it. Production, if the production was a little more organic, it totally could fit on on the river, or if it was even more sprit, stripped down, then yeah, Nebraska. Um, did you say he's playing the he's playing the keyboards, and is he playing the bass? Yeah, he's playing everything. Is it just him and Gary? Yeah, everything but the drums on this. Is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, I like, uh, I like the bass, the bass line, and um, it's a nice song. Yeah, no, it's cool. It, it it does harken back to those to that era, but but for the production, which isn't terrible. It's not terrible production, no. but it kind of makes you, kind of makes me think of "Wreck on the Highway." Just like you said, "Wreck on the Highway" is what I thought of. Yeah, if you had given this song to the East Street Band in 1980, it would have been on that album, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so on the next song, we got Gary Malibur on the drums. We got Bruce Springsteen on everything else. Souls of the Departed.
dig this song. This is kind of the maybe the one socially political vibe on this album. You know, thinking about the Gulf War from 1990, that era, right? The, uh, talking about in the first verse, lyrical, he's talking about Jimmy Bly sorts clothing of dead soldiers. Talking about PTSD. At night, mm-hmm. he dreams. He sees the, their souls rise. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second verse, he's talking about another guy, uh, Rafael Rodriguez, was gunned down in a schoolyard. Right. He mentions East uh, Compton. Yeah, East Compton cholos. Right? He's talk- he drops the word yeah, yeah. cholos, which is pretty <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> which is slang for like uh, like Latin American gangs, like kind of right. gang members kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, third verse, the father is tucking in his son, and he's realizing mm-hmm. that it, his own son could have been gunned down like uh, Raphael. He's mentally wrestling with his own prejudices and things, right? So uh, I like this very live band-sounding song for only two guys. It's dirty mm-hmm. and swampy, blues rock, little slide guitar, beauty guitar on the outro, distorted reverb slide there. And I got to mention some great live versions with... Uh, the one and only Neil Young from the Vote for Change tour in 2004 when they went out to sway voters for not voting for uh, George W. Bush. Um, mm-hmm. Neil Young played a bunch of shows sharing that stage with Springsteen. He guested with Springsteen on this song. And it's some oh. great versions of, of Neil and Bruce trading guitar on this song. I played it mm-hmm. on the episode I did, I think last year, I did the Neil Young and Bruce Springsteen episode where I put together all of their... Um, moments that they kind of crossed paths and all their musical mm-hmm. moments over the years and that was one I, I featured for sure so uh recommend you check that out i will yeah i didn't i didn't know i'd forgotten that neil young even was part of some of that tour yeah some good oh. versions of rocking in the free world too with uh, the e street band and you know max yeah. slamming the drums and bruce playing guitar yeah yeah he, he, he bruce writes about um like death and loss and things like this just so well like just his ability to get inside of these characters um this is just it's part of what makes him so great really isn't it and and i love how each verse is kind of a different scenario yeah man i mean like you're saying the one about tucking my own son in bed and what would it have been instead i mean i can relate to that you know my son goes to a american public school you know I mean, <laughs> uh, so I, uh, it's a good song, strong song for sure. Another one that like, you wish it was out there more in, in, in Springsteen lore. Cause uh, it's so many, uh, like I love his, his wars, like, um, what's the one, uh, I'm spacing on it now, but, um, uh, the Vietnam song from born in the U S era that was unreleased. They didn't put it on the album, but he Shut would play it live. You know, Shut out the lights. Yeah. God, that is a heavy song. That yeah. and The Wall and, uh, of course, Born in the USA. But he just writes about that kind of stuff so well. And this is another one kind of in, in line with some of those songs. All right, the last song. This closes the record. We got uh, Gary Malabar on drums. We got Bruce on vocals, guitar, bass, and harmonica. And back for a little organ is Ian McClagan. My beautiful Mm -hmm. reward. Well, I saw a golden diamond ring. My own drug is pain that living brings. Walk from mountains, 
Searching for my beautiful reward Searching for my beautiful reward It's a nice song. I, I like, uh, again, I like his kind of country-sounding songs. I like his lazy singing like that. Um, and it's a pretty cool one. Another one that when these albums came out, I was not at a point in my life to really have anything to do with these songs. But um, but I like that he's 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 singing about still singing for his uh, beautiful reward in the song. Right? I sound really ignorant. I should have these lyrics pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, when his uh, protagonist in the songs is unsatisfied, is when he's at his strongest. And uh, yep. I feel like this when is kind of one of those when they have to make a decision. Conflict. Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, conflict within, yeah, yeah, and um, so it's a nice understated performance and a nice way to close uh, to close the side and close the album. Yeah, Bruce talks about this song in his uh, songs book. He says it's about a, a man searching for something unnameable, then slipping between life and death, transforms into a bird flying over gray fields with the wind at his back. Right, so we have in the first verse, this guy is uh, he's searching for gold and diamond rings. He's looking for that treasure. Mm-hmm. Right, in the second verse, he's in a house with a sacred light shining shining upon it, and he's in these rooms. He's still searching for something. Right, uh, mm-hmm. the last verse, he's transformed into a bird. Now that bird is still searching for that beautiful reward. Right, right. so those different moments still searching that that quest is is ongoing really nice organ on this by uh by ian mcleggan uh, the acoustic guitar parts are really great um, mm-hmm. nice mellow acoustic kind of up-tempo vibe on this it's very smooth it's kind of like uh, it's got a summertime vibe i love summertime mm-hmm. music this would go on a good summertime playlist kind of thing right slow gentle folk ballad some nice little acoustic guitar licks in there like you'd think right yeah, like behind the verses and some like finger picking stuff in there is really nice he's such a tasteful acoustic player yeah he really is hear like a lot of picking like acoustic guitar picking from bruce and uh yeah really nice stuff on this one and i, I like how it's kind of similar to human touch as how he clo- closes the album with like a slow uh, like a gentle folk ballad right the way pony boy closed uh human touch and on this case uh, emotionally kind of discordant uh, narrative too which is cool like it doesn't I like the songs like this where the music is pleasant but the lyrics are quite conflicted yeah or like the, you know and uh, so it's, uh, ends 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 kind of like leaving if you're really zeroing in on what he's singing about at least you kind of uh, emotionally searching still which is a good way to good way to end a record for yeah, sure he's notorious for having different versions of you know the same song with you know, really different melodies and chord progressions and, and styles, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll um, do it. That's the end of the record, man. That's uh, that's it, man. That's God. Lucky Town, a tight 10 songs on that one. <laughs> so as we go around, our uh, we pick our least favorite and our most favorite. We'll start with the least first. I'm going to go with uh, The Big Muddy is my least favorite on this. I can't pick anything off side one because I love that side one so much, you know? And like yeah. <laughs> side side two is pretty solid too. Like there's, if I had to pick one song, it would only be The Big Money, which is not a bad song. It's just the one I probably would play the least at all 10 songs on this record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd go, uh, I'd go Leap of Faith. I don't care for that song much. Right. 
uh, too much. I'm not saying it's bad. It just doesn't connect with me anywhere in any way. Yeah. So if I was dropping one, although for such a short album, you know, <laughs> could you <laughs> would you want to drop a song? Yeah, I know. But if you did, it would be that one for me. Yeah. For the purposes of being critical for this podcast, don't right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these two records interest me so much, too, because, like, you know how he said that uh, the ghost of Tom Joad is where he really refound his songwriting voice again, like really started getting to the deep places yeah. that, that, that kind of make him the artist he is, which is why these two records are fascinating to me. Like, even though this one is a little more focused and on paper, you know, you can tell he's digging a little deeper lyric wise. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's just so interesting to me to hear him in this, just a, such a different place um, that, you know, you wouldn't have wanted him to stay there for a long portion of his career. But, um, but I do like kind of what a twist it is that he's kind of in this place. And some of the songs, he sounds quite satisfied and other ones sort of unsatisfied but not really. None of it really hits, other than a couple of exceptions. Hits hits really as like gut wrenchingly as as the earlier and the later stuff. Right, and that's yeah. why, to me, they just kind of sit on their own sort of island, in a yep. weird way. Go through our favorites now. For me, favorite song on the record is the title track, "Lucky Town." Uh, I mentioned that chord progression with the uh, the G C D, the relative minor, the E minor. Mm-hmm. I just love that progression. I love to sing it. <laughs> it's a great song. Yeah. It sounds phenomenal with the E Street Band. Like they had a live yeah. version from 2013, I think we were talking about in Europe, and they were just killing it. It just sounds like an E Street Band song with you know Steven on the background vocals. Uh, yeah, I dig it. I like the lyrics. It's a good Max. One. Yeah, yeah, Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about your favorite song on Lucky Town? I'd probably say, in terms of the song itself, songwriting, I'd have to say if I should fall behind is the strongest one. Um, but in terms of the listening experience on this actual record, I'd probably go with Living Proof. Right. I probably I, I like that the way that one rolls a lot. So cool, kind man. of a tie. Yeah. Not really a tie, just sort of a two column answer. <laughs> well, general thoughts yeah. on uh, general thoughts on the album in general. Uh, general thoughts on the album in general. <laughs> general thoughts. On- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like similar to Human Touch, you know, it's it's it ranks towards the bottom of my favorite Springsteen albums. A little bit higher than Human Touch, but it's going to be in the last, in the bottom kind of third of my, uh, if I'm ranking my Springsteen albums. I like it a lot better than Human Touch based on, I guess, the production. You know, there's less keyboards on this record than the, the Human Touch. You know, Roy didn't have as much to do on this mm-hmm. one as he did on Human Touch, which I think mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is, is helpful to me as far as the sound is yeah. concerned, you know, so. Uh, Oddly, like, I, it just, I can't, I can't put into words, but somehow this album as a whole is a little more frustrating to me. It just feels more unrealized because he it seems like the writing is more focused but the sounds it was recorded in more five months compared off. to nine teen months you know yeah yeah it just feels more dashed off in a way the other one like they put so much work into it and it's unrealized in its own ways and the songwriting is light more lightweight so all those things on paper should make it even a less satisfying album but somehow to me I don't know. Like they put more into work, work into it. So wherever they were trying to go with it, even if it's not the greatest place, it's kind of more of that, I guess. Uh, but yeah. uh, I do like side two of this record a lot, and most of side one. There's a couple of songs that don't do much for me. The other ones in different settings, I like them quite a bit. 
And, you know, If I Should Fall Behind is a stone-cold classic Bruce piece of writing for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a solid, solid effort still. That's the thing with Bruce. Like, it's still, it's still put it up against most other people's records, and it's better than those. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Even the stuff that's ranked at the bottom of his list is still <laughs> the top mm. of mosts, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, David. Well, thank you so much for joining me for a look back on these two records we did. Two album reviews, man. 24 songs. It's going to turn into four episodes the whole month long hanging with you, David, for this podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for digging into it. And it was your suggestion. I might not even have done this record if it hadn't have been for you pushing me to do these album reviews. So I appreciate that because once <laughs> again, after all this uh, intense analyzing of the record and going through the lyrics and listening you know, with, with different ears, I have a better appreciation for both of these albums. Yeah, I mean, I did, it's not even like they're my favorites, but just uh, I noticed you hadn't done them, and I and I had worked up an appreciation for them over the years, and so it's cool to finally, you know, yeah. get in there and get into them. Well, you're definitely the guy so. to have on this episode, man. Thank you so much. Well, cool, buddy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, you got anything to plug? I know you're a great singer-songwriter. Your last album, uh, Power Up, I, I got off you last time we hung out there in Nashville. It's, it's great. <laughs> what do you got, what do you got you. going on? And uh, give people some plugs of where they can hear your music. Uh, appreciate that. Well, um, yeah, those are, I have records on uh, on all the streaming services, and and uh, you can buy them on iTunes and physical copies from my site. And I, I do have a a new uh, digital forty five. Uh, I didn't want to call it an EP because it's two song. You know, a single people put out a single these days, but yeah. a single to me still has an A and a B side. Yeah. So I'm pu- putting out a, a digital forty five uh, next month in May, uh, and it, the title of it is called. Uh, and we made it to another sunset, which is the name of the painting that my wife did for the album cover. And it's going to be two songs, and I'm going to be uh, playing out at a uh, Americana West Music Fest in uh, in Los Angeles on uh, May 5th and 6th, and doing a short tour out there. And so that's what I have coming out next. And then I'll be putting out uh, another probably longer EP or album towards the end of the year. Um, but you can look for the new music coming out in May, a couple new songs. All right, good stuff, man. Keep Um, rocking and rolling. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks, David. Hope to see you soon, man. Okay, take care. One, two, three.
we take ourselves when it comes to luck you make your own tonight i got dirt on my hands but i'm building me a new home on Lucky Town is a little more of, of uh, um, finding your place, you know, and I think finding, uh, refinding yourself, you know, it's about sort of getting getting back in touch with uh, your own uh, your own humanity and your, the good things that you feel about yourself and, and also being, there's, there's less fear on that record, you know, really the records are about kind of, if you, if you throw back to Tunnel Love record where the guy in Cautious Man has love and fear on his hands, tattooed on his hands, uh, that's about the story for most, for most people, I think, you know, there's a world of love there, you know, but there's a world of fear too, 
and standing right in front of you, you know. And very often that fear feels a lot realer, certainly more urgent, you know, than 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 the feeling of love. And uh, the night my my little boy, my, my my son was born, I probably got. It was as close to what I guess I would would say was just it was just a feeling of a real pure sort of unconditional love and with all the walls down, you know, all of a sudden what was happening was so immense that it just stomped all the fear away for a little while. And I remember I was really overwhelmed with the you know, with the with the feeling of the whole thing. And then I but I also understood why I, I, you know, why are you so frightened? You know, it's like, you know, when when that when that world of love comes rushing in, that world of fear comes comes in with it, and uh, you know, whether you're afraid you're gonna, hey, you got something you can lose. Uh, you know, to open yourself up to one thing is to is to face the other thing. You have to embrace both things. You know, and then you embrace those things, and you're just around the corner from. Uh, Oh, you know, death the whole bit, <laughs> the whole nine yards, <laughs> and so. Uh, 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 but it was, it was also something where I think that what I felt was so powerful that I said, "I don't." My music over the past four or five years has kind of dealt with those very almost primitive, you know, primitive issues, you know, and. Uh, uh, it's about somebody trying to walk through that world of fear so he can live in the world of love. You know? So, that's the show, folks. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website at TrampsLikeUsPod.com. Communicate with us on Facebook at our Tramps Like Us podcast group page. Tramps Like Us podcast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free. We are not affiliated with Bruce Springsteen or Columbia Sony Records. If you've heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it from BruceSpringsteen.net, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to Bruce Springsteen and all past and current members of the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, earthquaking, love-making, viagra-taking, history-making, testifying, death-defying, legendary E Street Band. When I was on the night Yeah, in a dusty room When you have kids, you know, that's a big... I suppose it's when your life changes the most in some fashion, you know. It's they're tangible investments in, in tomorrow, you know. It's like up until then, I think the future can remain pretty abstract in, in some ways, you know. And your own place in it can feel abstract. But once you have those little kids kind of running around pulling it on your shirt, there it is. You know, they're going to be here when you're gone, you know. So what you do now feels like it matters more. It feels like... The choices you make carry more weight because you want to, in some way, be the person that you hope your 
children would grow up to be and surpass in some fashion, you know. Not necessarily as far as your job goes, but it just as sort of your, your personal life goes, you know. So it changes the way you see yourself. I think it changes the way you see the world and it fills you with a certain kind of passion and immediacy. I think that first of all, you also recognize your own mortality, that uh, your life is, has limits. It is limited. There's a limited amount of time to do what you want to do and uh, be whoever you may want to be. Uh, a lot of this, I mean, there's other things besides kids that do that for you. Illnesses can do it for you. Anything that brings a fragile sense of, of, of existence and time into your present consciousness in some way that moves you to do something. You know, do you find when you come home, I mean, a, another great thing about the kids is that you might have been having hassles in the <laughs> studio or something, and you get home and you get into their world and it enables you to forget. Suddenly, you put your thing into perspective and you think, well, hey, yeah, there's another little world going on here that these guys are in. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it always, you know, it's, you realize, hmm, it's a story of, you know, music and rock and roll, whatever you want to call it. You had to simultaneously feel like it was the most important thing in the world and not very important at all, you know, <laughs> which is true, you know. I, I think that you know, the kids, they kind of remind you that they always pull you out into the world that is outside of your head, you know. It's outside of that internal place where you write your songs and probably for people like me lived a lot previously. You can't live in there as much now. They they want you to come out and be with them and live with them. And That's maybe and, a good uh, thing. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a real good thing, you know. Uh, it's a little scary. It can be scarier a lot, but, you know, I've gotten a lot out of it. <laughs> now on the shore on the boulevard Is that life is just a house of cards As fragile as each and every breath this child sleeping in our bed Tonight let's lie beneath the eaves, baby Just a close band of happy thieves And when that train comes, we'll get on board And we'll steal what we can From the treasures of the Lord It's been a long, long drive, baby Tonight the rain's pouring on our roof Bye. 